Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for joining us again on Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler is with me. We've been doing this uh, program, What Cap, for about four or five years, almost five years, and in a couple of months. And it's hard to believe we've been uh, doing it that long, but just talking about God's grace and his love, his faithfulness that uh, we can count on. He, We can't count on our own faithfulness. A lot of people think, man, you just got to strive to be faithful, strive to, to maintain your salvation, to do all the works, uh, to uh, keep yourself saved. But there's nothing we can do in and of ourselves. But we can trust the one thing we can do, the one thing that God asks us to do, uh, and that he even gives us the gift to do is uh, to believe him. He gives us the faith that we need. Uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that this week, Cap, on our program, Growing in Grace. So here we are. Cap, you've been sick for a little while, but you're doing better now, I trust. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I thought it was going to be worse than it was based on all the different things that are going around. But I got through it. A few rough days, maybe, but uh, not too bad. I'm I'm raring and ready to go, as they say, <laughs> and um, uh, glad to be with you again, Joel. Now, those, you know, one thing that's been pretty cool in recent months, or maybe even the past year or two for you, is uh, being able to connect with people online. It's like, you know, over half my Facebook friends I've never even met, Joel. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, because we've kind of got this grace community thing going on. Now, you and I have been Christians a long time. You and I met back in the mid-90s through Christian radio at around that same time we came into this message of the exchanged life and the, the grace walk message God's unconditional love you know the the Christ life whatever you want to call it we came into this message around the same time and we've kind of grown together in many ways these days our lives are busy and, and we don't get to cross paths as much except when we do this program and maybe some online stuff once in a while but yeah, even though we live in the same town, we, we have been able to sort of grow together and have somewhat of a like-minded faith when it comes to the gospel. And what we've discovered is that for many years of our Christian life, what we were being told was the gospel wasn't really the gospel at all. And so some of what you're going to hear on our program, if you're a new listener here on Growing in Grace, and some of it is going to be so different from the mindset that you've been raised in in perhaps different religious or church circles and so we just uh, encourage you if you hear something that's just you know throwing you up against the wall go back and listen to some of our other programs we've got over 200 of them at graceroots.org on Joel's website that's graceroots.org so check all of those archives out yeah I mean uh, you know the uh, the whole idea of what we used to understand as the gospel definitely we've been through kind of a a radical transformation in our minds in in what we understand uh, the bible to say in in all in all of that and it all started as uh, again if you listen to some of our past programs with at least one of the foundational differences that we both came to understand was what is the gospel you can go back and listen to our very first program at graceroots.org, um, our very first Growing in Grace program, and and we kind of talk about what the gospel is and what we've what we've discovered over these years is that the gospel is different than what 
A lot of people will teach in church. For a lot of people, the gospel is works-based. People might give lip service to the idea that we're saved by grace, but then when it comes to the daily living of the life, somehow it becomes dependent upon our own works, and that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel at all. The gospel is the gift of God's righteousness given to us. It's his life. You know, instead of us dedicating our lives to God, the gospel is the fact that he sent his son, Jesus Christ. So, you know, not counting people's sins against them. That's the good news. God's goodwill toward man, sending Jesus Christ as a man to die upon the cross for our sins. And then not only that, not only forgiving us for our sins, but... Cap, he put us upon the cross with Christ, and we were crucified. God didn't just come to change us. He came and exchanged our old life that we had when we were born in Adam. He exchanged that life for a brand new one. We're a new creation. So, as a couple of different scriptures say, at least, that we've been made new creations. And that word, the creation, means something that's made out of nothing. And so he took our old life we were crucified on the cross and we were made a brand new creation having become a partaker of God's nature of the divine nature the scriptures say and so that's the gospel the good news that God has done all of this on our behalf nothing that we have done none of our works that we've done caused that to happen and none of our works that we do can either take that away or or maintain it at all <clears throat> this wasn't the road we were going to go down this week but let's just keep following it here for a minute because I was one of those people who did get saved, became a Christian, a believer at an early age in life. And I won't go through the whole, the whole story of my life, but the point is that I was one of those people, I think, who did give lip service. I, I knew that you couldn't be saved through anything that you did. But then I, I d developed this mentality, because much of this mentality was handed down to me from other Christians, that now that I was saved, it was kind of up to me to try and do it right so that I could be accepted and blessed by God from here on in. Even though I knew that uh, my salvation experience, if you will, coming into the family of God was not of works, there was still a works mentality there that I didn't even realize existed. Now, I wasn't a legalist in the sense of the word that I thought of it back then. I just thought legalists were people who told women not to cut their hair and to wear dresses and men can't have long hair and, and all of those external things. I thought that was legalism. And then I, I discovered later on when I came into this grace walk that um, I was perhaps as much a legalist as, as, as some of those other people that I was thinking about, you know. And so where I'm at, Joel, is I think where I actually repented wasn't when I became a Christian. <laughs> I repented probably about 15 years ago, long after I became a believer. And, and by repenting, I'm talking about having a change of mind. Um, I, I, I realized, I mean, the, the, we've talked about this before, but to repent simply means to think. And, and I, I began to think and began, began to have a change of mind from what I used to believe. And I came into the realization that I could no longer trust in what I did and, and relate to God that way. And there are so many uh, people today who are relating to God through performance and some sort of outward effort. They're re still relating to God that way. And I began to repent once I began to realize what the gospel really was. I had a change of mind, and I simply began to trust in what he has already done. And I can, I can rest in that. And I'm so free. I'm, I'm enjoying life so much. And I almost got to the place where I was having so much fun with my freedom that I almost started feeling guilty about it. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I began feeling good about my Christian life, and 
And because I was feeling good about it, I began to feel guilty. And isn't that isn't that maybe the fear of some people that if they're feeling too good about themselves, that I mean, seriously, that maybe they've uh, taken this gospel thing too far. You know, I'm supposed to be serving God and I'm supposed to be maintaining good works. And, you know, these are all good things, but maybe I'm supposed to be doing with a frown upon my face. You would think that that's the mindset coming from some people. But that word repent, that's man, that's a big one. I'm looking at Mark 1.15 cap and Jesus is talking. He's talking about the gospel of the kingdom of God in Mark 1.14. And then in the next verse, he says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. You know, if, if we're going to make salvation about, if, if we're going to make the word repent, the word, if the word repent means I need to change my behavior so that I can, you know, maintain my salvation or so that I can get right with God, then repentance in that sense of the word would mean that it's my works that I'm changing myself or that I'm maintaining myself to keep myself right with God. And that will never do because it can't be by my works that I'm saved. If it's of works, Paul says, then it's no longer grace. And if it's grace and it's no longer works, it's either grace or its works by which we're saved. And so our changing of behavior isn't going to play one iota in saving us. And so the, the repentance that is required to be saved is a changing of the mind from unbelief to belief, because the gospel is about belief. It's about belief not in what we can do, but it's about belief in what God has already done. It's about trusting in what he's done and trusting in his continuing work in us and not the work that we can do for him. And so it's a really important distinction to make that repentance is about the change of the mind from unbelief to belief. You see some people say, well, uh, if it's just about belief, then then you can just go off and do whatever you want because you don't need to change your behavior, huh? And And it's nothing like that. It's you believe And what happens is that you get upon that cross, we get crucified upon with Christ, and we receive this new life, and it's the life of Christ in us now. And so uh, we need to trust that life of Christ that's in us, and that is the life that will bear lots of fruit compared to us trying to do it by ourselves. Well, it's funny you said that because when was it? Earlier this year, I think? I was teaching a class, and uh, there was a a woman who attended for a couple of weeks, and then I never saw her again. Uh-oh. <laughs> she, she was of a traditional mindset. She'd heard of this gray stuff, and it was one of those deals where, well, you know, what you're teaching here is, is dangerous stuff because people will just think they can go out and do whatever they want to do. And so, and then the old arguments start in. Are you telling me that, like, child molesters who go out and continue to do the wrong thing, that they're somehow forgiven and, and you know, all these kinds of arguments and so forth? The point I want to get to here is this, uh, and, and by the way, uh, that is a real sore spot with me. Leave poor innocent children alone, man. If if you're somebody listening right now, because we never know who's listening to this program, if you've got a problem with that, uh, hurting children, you need to get some help. I mean, God loves you, but you know, don't be don't be hurting kids. Get some help anyway. But her point was, she was trying to take a work, doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, and uh, uh, suggest that people are going to be judged for their eternity based on what they do or don't do, good or bad. And I just don't think that that's uh, what the Bible teaches. It's, it's, it's not of works, and there's nobody who would argue that. Uh, are works important? Sure they are. But like Joel just mentioned, Christ working through us. We no longer live, 
it's not our works. It's no longer my effort. I don't have to trust in that anymore. I just rely on him to work through me. Yeah, see, and that's the important thing. There's two different foundations. There's the foundation where works is the foundation, our you know our works, and there's the foundation where death and resurrection, where we died and we're, and we're raised to new life, and then it's God who is at work in us. There's a big difference there. You know, there's fake fruit and there's um, dead works that come out of our own efforts. Those are called dead works if it's out of our own efforts. But real fruit, you know, if, if someone's worried about the, with this gospel that you guys are talking about, if, you know, if someone, you know someone's just going to go do whatever they want to do, well, if they get a hold of the true, real gospel where the life of Christ comes to dwell in them, the, the natural result of that is going to be a, a fruitful life and not a life where someone's just going to want to go off and do anything that they want to do. Well, Cap, uh, we didn't really get into the things, uh, as you said earlier in the program, we didn't get into things that we were planning on talking about, but we will get into that, talking about you know the works that Jesus did and how those were done, not on his own, but by the Father working in and through him. But we've got a few more thoughts about repentance, and that will actually serve to lead up to our talk about that. So next week, more talk about the true meaning of repentance on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.